we, we, we want to make sure you know how to quote the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he making me to lie down in green pastures he restored my soul he leaded me in the paths of righteousness yea though I walk through the I shall fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff some people over there quiet that's all right yeah yeah I, I, and you want the people to be able to quote these scriptures and tell you where they are but many of the people that know these scriptures to heart don't know the god of that scripture welcome to the life experience a broadcast brought to you by life worship center where we're led by a dynamic duo bishop denzel and robin Wood. we are a church that lives in love operates in integrity walks by faith and have been empowered by God. Stay tuned, there is definitely a life-changing word awaiting you. And now, here is Pastor Denzel with today's word. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 1. The Amplified Version. Let's read this again. Someone over there to my left. Um, read it for me, please. Ready, read. Be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example as well, beloved Hold children. on right there. That's where it get me there, Jesse. Read it again. Therefore, uh -huh. be imitators of God, uh -huh. copy him, and follow his example. Copy him and follow his example uh -huh. as well, beloved children. That there got my attention. He says, copy him and follow his example as who? Children. That thing stuck um, this go round. That's why you don't get tired of the word. You don't ever think you got it locked down because the more you read it, it's alive. The word of God is alive. It's not, it's not dead because it's a living book and you never have the same figured out. There's always more to see. I don't know how I missed this. He says um, that you are to imitate him as well-beloved children imitate, copy their father. It is interesting to me, um, um, I'm Tracy, that I, I started to look online. I started to do research. You know, we do research now um, by just opening our phone. Once upon a time, research means you had to get up and do stuff. Now you just lay down. So I, I started to research this whole idea of the connection, Vera, between um, being in love with someone and imitating them. And come to find out that people actually study in this. That it is a truth that the people that you love, you eventually copy. And I say, Lord, they spending money studying this and they can just read the Bible. But the, the more, the more I, I thought about it, it became so clear to me that adoration will yield imitation. Adoration will yield, will produce imitation. We can watch how you act and tell who you love. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing the other day I heard myself using a phraseology that I hate. Tid. I couldn't. 
hand it and someone near and dear to me uses it all the time. I hate it. And I found myself telling someone the other day, I tied all this up and down it. I hate that term. I think it's dumb. It's going really what is up and down it. And she just take that all the time. I, I, I'm so tired. I've been up and down it all day. What, 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 what? She'd be up and down. You sit up and sit. What, what, what's up and down it? But I found myself. I said, said Pastor, you look tired. Boy, I've been up and down it all day. And I was like, Pastor Rakeen was telling me the other day, he said, boy, I, can't, I, I don't even like talking to Robin no more. Because talking to us, I feel like I'm talking to you. Because adoration. This, now watch this. Our, John said it is, John says we love him because he first loves us. Watch this. So, so, so watch this. When you have the revelation of his love for you, then you will in turn love him. The result of your love for him will lead to imitation because who you adore, you imitate. So the devil says, let me fix this and let me cause you not to realize his love for you. Because it begins with his love for you. And that's why we so easily feel unloved by God. Because the enemy doesn't want us to realize the extent of God's love for us. Because if we get in a love-filled relationship with God, imitation will become inevitable. So let's stay scared of him. Let's never fall in love with him. Let's always feel unworthy. Let's feel disconnected. Let's feel disqualified. And the devil wants us to feel that way. And the church makes us think that that is pious and that's good religion. So, so there is this religious mentality that is feeding a mindset of separation from God. And when there's that kind of separation, there will never be imitation because I am not good enough to imitate him. You don't imitate who you don't love. So, this idea of being well-beloved children is so profound because you must know of the love of God for you because our love for him is a reflex. Our love for him comes as a result of our revelation of his love for us. I tell the story often, man, it was, it was 2022, it was in 1999, the first time I got the revelation of the love of God, never forget it, 1999, where I was literally laying down, I was laying down in my parents' room in the middle of the day one day, and I was there in prayer, and I literally saw the chisels go through his wrist as they were 
nailing him and I got an overwhelming sense of the love of God and just began to cry uncontrollably that he loved me this much because he chose to do this. He didn't have to. Just for me. There's a song I sing with caution. I try not to sing it that often in public because usually it ends in a washing away to this revelation of the love of God. That this is a revelation that has been hid from most of the church. This love of God revelation that you cannot outsin the love of God. You can't wear out the love of God, y'all. That his love, oh, that song of the church I love so much, that if the ocean were ink, and if the sky was parchment made, if every man on earth was a scribe, and every stalk of grain on earth was a pen, he said the ocean would run dry before you could write out the love of God. Good God Almighty. Can you just wrap your arms around yourself and remind you that he loves me? Jesus. As unlovable as I am to myself sometimes. I know some of y'all always love y'all, but when you're like me, I had some moments in my life when I hated some dancer. See, I couldn't stand this boy y'all see here. Oh my God. I couldn't stand him that he could be so safe and so stupid. Oh, oh, oh you're talking about my time in city. No, I don't, but couldn't stand the man of God that he's so anointed and so dumb, so heartless. Can I keep on going? So prideful, so ungrateful. I would remember me, and when I think about me, I don't want God to love me. But in those moments, he wraps his arms around me and say, I love you. And now it started to make sense to me because he never wants me to stop imitating him. And if I ever lose focus of his love for me, then I'll stop imitating him. He wants me to be him in the earth. So he continues to release his love on me. He continues to release love on me so they can always imitate him because he wants me to be him in the earth. And so regardless of my dumbness and my lack of love for him, he still loves me. There's a scripture that trips me out that um, um, we just read it and it's just a good read. But you ever, you ever like thought about Romans 8 and 38 and 39? You ever thought about it? Look, look, look at what it says. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Here's what it says. It's so crazy. Um, for I am persuaded, I am convinced that neither death nor life he says, I am, I, am, I am convinced now. God didn't got me, he didn't brainwash me. That death nor life, angels nor principalities, powers nor things present nor things to come. Keep on going. Give me verse 39. Nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. 
I used to, as a young praise and worship leader, I thought Paul was saying was going to stop me from loving God. I used to preach as though Paul was saying, none of these things will stop me from loving God. And then I realized, do it. You stop loving God for nothing. The silliest things you stop loving God. You just, you, you would stop loving him because it's Tuesday. This ain't about your love for him. This is his love for you. Can you say again, God loves me? Oh, God. My goodness. He says, none of these things will separate us from his love. What, what a love, man. So, we must stay in revelation. I, I promise you, it will not be a waste of time. Every once in a while, carve out some time just to reflect on his love for you. And you know how you do that? Think about you. Think about you. I remember when dad pulled up to the office uh, back in the Monks Plaza, and I stayed in the car, and I started to get overwhelmed with the love of God. I had to go ride Montague because I didn't want them to see me washed away in tears. Because that thing about the love of God, if you really, if you ain't cry about his love yet, you don't think about it long enough yet. True story. True story. I, you try, you try, you try. I, I don't cry like that. No, because you ain't really realize how much God loves you. I don't care how bad you is, how man you is, how macho you is, how much you don't cry, how sick your skin is. Listen to me. That moment that the love of God fully gets you, and he'll never fully get you. Because there's so much. So, no, it can fully get you, but you would say, say it again. It can fully get you, but you would never fully get it. But when that thing hits you wrong, remember one time we were in. Good Friday service in the grove. Good Friday morning. My pastor, Bishop Wallace, don't cry. He, he always brags on this. He said, he don't cry. He's, he's not a crying man. And we were sitting there and one, one Good Friday service. And they started singing. On a hill far away stood an old... Okay, let me stop. So I started getting up. But anyway, stop right there because I, I started to go just now. This man cried from that song until two hours later when I finished preaching. He cried the entire service through. And he, when I looked at him and touched him, I said, you okay? He said, God loves me. So when he said to me, of course, you know what I did. <laughs> so I, 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 I just washed away. Just this, this, oh man. I, I don't even know how to preach this. I don't know how to get this to you. But Lord, if you ever get the sense to me of his love for you. Can you just look at the person next to you and say, man, you know what all I didn't do? I mean, no, for real, man, you know. You know what all I done do. And yet he loves me. Hey. 
this is a passing point, Monica. I even ain't preaching this, you know. This is really a passing point. I, I really get things to talk about. But listen to me, y'all. Oh, love of God. I don't love people back and he still has loved me. I has been mean to people and he still has loved me. While I've been mean to them, he's given me love. Jesus, Lord, have mercy. My bad ways. Lord God, fancy my disobediency. He still. Let me move on to this. Can you clap your hands and thank him for loving you, man? Come on, just thank him. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Glory to God. Let's keep on. Let's keep on going. So our ability to imitate him is connected to our revelation of his love for us. Is inextricably linked to our revelation of his love for us. The text that we've been sitting on says, before whom he, before him who he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. All right. Even God who what? What does he do? He quickeneth the dead and calleth those things. So we showed you last week in first service that we have jumped to B and missed A. B is he calleth those things. And we spent three weeks talking about call it those things. I ain't finished that yet because I still need to go back to Moses and strike in that rock. But I have to kind of double back because I was irresponsible in leaving A. A demands a paradigmatic shift in all of us as believers because A is strong. A says he is the one that does what? He quickeneth the dead. Say that. He quickeneth the dead. Say it again. All right. Now, we are supposed to be imitators of God. We were learning how to imitate him by calling things. Now he says, don't just imitate me calling things. I, Im I want you to imitate me quickening the dead. It is easy and cute and safe to imitate me calling things. Because if you call things and they don't come, you say the things were stubborn and deaf. But now when I ask you to imitate me by quickening the dead, it puts a greater demand on you now. But if we're going to obey this scripture and say that this is a part of following God's example, we got to do, in the words of Lura, both two of them. We're going to have to quicken the dead and call the things. Now, let me notice, because a lot of y'all got excited about calling things. Do y'all still want to call some things into being? No, I need to know this. I need to know whether we can just cancel this, because... If we're going to commit to calling things into being, we got to do the whole text. 
So, so Debbie, are we all in? I need to know if I, if I got a, I, this, I can give you a chance to vote. This is a democratic process. Because we could decide, you know what? This is a little too heavy for us. Let's go preach the next topic on the schedule for the year. Because if we're going to preach this, we cannot call things that be not if we can leave dead things dead. I need y'all to stay with me, y'all. Um, I even ain't sure if it's free for you to walk up and down in the cabin. I don't know. But you can't afford to miss this. Now watch this. Let's define the word quickeneth. Now, you know ETH means a continuous process. That means that when you quicken one thing, you're just getting started. Because you're supposed to be the embodiment of bringing dead things to life. Because he quickeneth the dead. And if we imitate in Christ, we're supposed to be quickeneth in dead things. God Almighty. To quickeneth means to restore to life. Make sure this ain't ambiguous. It means also to give increase of life. <laughs> to restore to life and to give increase of life. I got a long way to go, but let's say for example. For example, Sonia, you got a business. And business dead. And you'll ever had a business and the business was dead? And you actually use them terms? Lord Jesus, this business? Dead. He says, if you can imitate me, you have the ability to restore that business to life. Not only restore it to life, I hate to use you because I just use your sister, Gia, but you not only restore it to life, but you also supposed to give it an increase of life. Sister Colby, not only should your business not die, your business supposed to increase because you are the embodiment of Christ in the earth. You are an imitator of Christ and you quickeneth the dead. Thank you for tuning in to The Life Experience. You've been listening to a portion of a message from our pastor, Bishop Denzel Rule of Life Worship Center. We invite you to join us at any of our weekly services held at the C.H. Reeves Auditorium, located Mini Street, just off of Robinson Road. For more information on our ministry, visit us at facebook.com slash the life experience or Instagram, hashtag LWC Bahamas. You can also contact us at our office, 601-5125. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you. Join us every weekday here on Glory 93.9 FM. Until next time, have a life-filled day.